here by accident. Even this moment, this evening, right now, was written in the book of your life. And we all need to get a revelation of this right now and let everything the Lord speaks tonight spring from that one understanding. This moment God created for you and spoke before you were ever knit together in your mother's womb. You're precious. Yes, you are precious. I want you to look at your neighbor in the eyes on both sides and say, you are precious. Do you believe it? It's important to settle this because what you think about yourself overshadows God's thoughts about you every single day. So tonight we're going to fix some things. We're going to settle some things in our heart and we're going to shift gears and go forward with Jesus into the more of God. Amen? So let's settle some foundational truths. Number one, you are created in the image of God. The word says, let us make man in our image. Let us, plural, let us make man in or woman in our plural image. This word image literally has a connotation of phantom. Why? Because we are spirit just as God is spirit and we are told to learn to walk in the spirit. And that is the power of allowing him to move through your life in the full revelation of who you are, your identity. Settle this. He knew you and numbered your days before you were in your mother's womb. And you have a purpose to fulfill. Let's look at a few scriptures. Open your Bible to Psalm 139. We're going to read 13 through 16 really quick because I have a lot to share tonight. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every day of your life was recorded in his book. Every moment, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. There are no coincidences with God. Do you realize there are three words in the Hebrew language that are in the English language that are not translatable into Hebrew? Number one, fair, F-A-I-R. God is not fair. He deals to each one of us according to our faith. Huh? Come on, somebody. God is not fair. He responds to your faith. We can all have everything we want. There's always more. Also, there's not a Hebrew word for religion. Can anybody say praise God? This is not a religion. This is relationship. And there's not a Hebrew word for coincidence. Why? Because there's no coincidence with God. It's not a coincidence that you're here tonight. Not at all. So let me, let me focus in here on every day of my life was recorded in your book. In the Passion Translation, I really love the way it was translated. It says, you saw who you created me to be before I ever became me. It's verse 16. Romans 8, 29, for God knew his people in advance. He chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. 
Ephesians 1, 4, even before he made the world, before he made the world, he loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Say, I am holy. Yes, you are holy. You are holy because of the blood of Jesus. If you're not living a holy life, you should aspire to live a holy life and ask God to give you more grace to do so because that's what the grace of God was given for us to walk holy and blameless before him. All Christ's followers have a common purpose, Christ-likeness, but each one of us has a unique expression in Christ. We find this in our gifts and talents. This is a progressive part of our call. I started serving the Lord in the children's ministry, babies actually, the nursery. And today you see what I'm doing. So the call of God, the gifts and talents are without repentance and they are progressive. They will grow. As we grow in faithfulness, God gives us more. And we see that in the parable of the talents, how God gave to one five, he gave to one two, he gave to one one. I guarantee you the one who received five was found faithful with one. And he will probably receive more than five the next time the master gives him some talents to take care of. Get this revelation deep into your heart. You were handpicked by God to be here right now. You are not random. There is not one thing that is random about you. Rejoice today that God has chosen you for the end because he chose those who would stand in a great wave of spiritual tumult in the last days because he said, they'll be strong in me in the power of my might. Hey, hallelujah. Listen to the adjectives that describe you in the scripture. You are chosen. You are invited. You are elite. You are choice. You are divine in every way. A child of God with full heavenly privilege, changing day by day with an ever intensifying measure of his glory. How do you see yourself? You will not become what God created you to be until you see yourself as he sees you. Holy, elite, set apart, sanctified, glorified. Amen. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In order to move forward, you're going to have to surrender. This was one of the greatest lessons I ever learned. I, le I learned it very quickly by reading a book, The Grace of Yielding. Um, and in surrender, surrender literally means to cease resistance. I say surrender means to settle back and to rest in God. Amen. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you for my burden is easy. It is light. That's surrender. We surrender into him. We sink into him. So you're not being asked to surrender to the one who will take you captive, but to the one who will captivate you with his love, acceptance, and blessing. Amen. Who wouldn't want to surrender to the one who has your best interest at heart? So we're surrendering to the one who will captivate us. Surrender to Christ. You know, why I often wonder these things. Why do so many people prefer bondage to liberty? I'm going to give you three reasons right here, right now. They, they like their comfort. 
Uh, they like being in surroundings that are familiar, and so they stay there. They stay in that familiar place because they like the surroundings around them. I'm going to add something in here. It's something I've been meditating on. It's an old Puritan saying, and that is our affections will dictate our discernment. In other words, the things that you enjoy, the things that you love, you will make an exception for and override the discernment and the word of God to go on and do what you want to do rather than doing what you know God says is best for you. Can I get an amen on that? So God didn't call us to be comfortable. He called us to be nation changers, soil shakers, and soul reapers. Can I get an amen? That's what we're to be busy about here. We're not to be here sitting back on our laurels thinking really soon I'm going to be in heaven with Jesus. No, we weren't saved to go to heaven. Heaven is the place where we will spend our time in eternity. We were saved to be the... Uh, the road sign that people need to see to follow Christ, amen, pointing them to Christ, pointing them to God the Father, their creator, their, their heavenly Father, their daddy God, amen. So when you surrender, that is when you find freedom. And, and really and truly, you know, a lot of people don't feel qualified uh, to do what God has created them to do for his glory, but there's really only one qualification for God's service. And I want you to hear me clearly in this. It is, are you Christ? Are you his? Have you given your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Because no one will go to the Father except through the Son, Jesus after we have given our hearts to Christ and received him as Lord and Savior, repented of our sins, uh, decided that we're going to live this wonderful life of righteousness that his blood has made the way for us to do, after that, then the preparation begins. And the preparation that begins is our being conformed to the likeness of Christ. You know, day by day, year by year, more, more, and more, we are being changed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. That's how the world's going to know us. They're going to see him in us. They're going to go, you know him. You know, that's what drew me uh, back into a relationship with the Lord after having fallen away for many years as a kid. I found my way back because I wanted the peace and the joy and the love that I saw in the faces of the people who knew him. So God always chooses the simple things of the world to confound the wise, right? He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know, he chose a fisherman to be a, the rock upon which he would build his church. He also chose a religious zealot who imprisoned and murdered Christians to write more than half the New Testament. The most unlikely ones, yes, he chooses the weak ones, the exact opposite of those who the world would choose. And like the shepherd boy David who rose up in the name of the Lord to slay lions and bears and a giant and multitudes of God's enemies to become Israel's king. Well, his own family didn't think he was worthy enough to even call him from the sheepfold to be considered by the prophet Samuel. But God, thank God for men and women who hear the spirit of the Lord and can comprehend and understand and discern his voice to know when God says, go back. Not one of Christ's disciples were even of the synagogue. They were not religious folk. They were not considered even of noble descent. 
They were not of nobility, and the only one who was of noble descent was Bartholomew, far removed. All were wandering sheep of sorts. And one of my favorite lines between Jesus, Peter, and Andrew are, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Why? Because they were fishers of fish. They were fishermen. But these men needed to change their perspective. And I would say to you today that we need to change our perspective right now, right now, tonight, in how we see ourselves, how we see the Lord, and how we see our future. But these men, they needed a change of perspective from working sweat and brown daily for food and money to working with love as an instrument in the Father's hand to draw them to Christ. Talk about a paradigm shift. Well, not one of them were qualified to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, or teachers. They weren't even qualified to be an elder or a bishop. They worked with their hands and mind, not their heart. But God in his infinite wisdom purposed and positioned each one of them to do exactly what they were doing when Christ came calling. Remember, he numbered your days and wrote them in a book before the foundation of the earth. Each profession that they were working in had prepared them to become exactly who God designed them to be, right? I'm fishing for fish over here. I know how to fish. Now I'm just going to apply those same principles of fishing for fish. I'm going to apply those in Christ to men. Amen. There was a mighty paradigm shift that took place there. Have you ever disobeyed the Lord because you felt unqualified to do what you you believed in your heart he was asking you to do? If so, listen here. We need to choose someone in the Bible that I mentioned in the quote on page 23 of my book. If any of these people hit your heart, you need to go read the account of that person and see what God did for them and note all the shortcomings in their life. We're all, we all fall short. We all fall short. We need to write those things down and and remember their inadequacies and remember what God did and move on out into what he has called us to do. And, And through it all, remember you have help. Your helper in this God journey is the Holy Spirit. He leads, guides, and teaches you all things. As you follow his leading, you yield more and more to the Lord, and the result is freedom. Paul declared it to the Corinthians. I've already said it once. It's where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the Greek word for freedom here, or liberty here, is eleutheros. Now listen to this. means you are already delivered. Anybody in here got something they're overcoming? We're going to pray tonight. You are already delivered. It means also unbound, unshackled, and set free. Amen. That's who we are. We're not waiting for that to happen. It was settled when Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father and he said, it is finished. It is finished. We need to receive it. We need to receive it. Now, as you do these things, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you obey God's promptings in detail the next time he asks you to do something. With full faith that is in him alone, working in and through you for others. Now, you know, that is the deal. Oftentimes we shrink back because we think it's about us. Are you more, 
God conscious? Are you more self-conscious? And we need to be Christ conscious. We need to be God conscious. We need to go forth in his name, knowing it is him working through us for others in order to fulfill what he's called us to do. We need to change our view of ourselves and others for sure. So let's spend a few minutes and just settle some things about you. Number one, you are arrayed in splendor. Whether you feel like it or not, you are wearing Christ. When you made him Lord, you became his habitation. He is in you, upon you, around you, and you are hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3.3 says, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Put him on. Put him on. Paul says in a number of places that we should put on Christ. He said, you are wearing him like clothing. So put him on. Put him on means to become aware even that we have this habitation. And I am wearing Christ today. I am putting him on. I am going to be like Jesus. Romans 13, 14 and Galatians 3, 27 say, clothe yourselves in Christ. This word put on means to sink, sink back, sink in to the garment It also means to be endued with a special quality or ability. Let me tell you something. You start wearing Christ and walking in the Spirit, people are going to get healed, delivered, set free, and saved all in the same moment because of the presence of power that is upon you. He is your royal adornment and your elegant beauty. Say, I am beautiful. Look to your neighbor on the right and the left and say, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. So accept that you are powerful in him. You are created to display God's glory and presence. You are adorned and endued with his power. You must put Christ on like clothing, saying and doing what he says and does. You change the atmosphere around you because of God's presence that lives inside of you. Live from the outside or the inside out. Live from the inside out. Own your identity and your atmosphere. You're created to display. You're adorned and endued. Change the atmosphere. Own it. You're not subject to darkness. Darkness is subject to you. Are you fully lit up with Christ? There is a presence of power about you and you are fierce in battle. Listen to Psalm 44, 5 through 8. It says, though through you, through God, through Jesus Christ, we will pull down our adversaries. Through his name, we will trample down those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow nor my sword to save me. But you, God, have saved us from our adversaries and you have put to shame those who hate us. In God, we will we will boast all day long and he will we will give thanks to your name forever i want to share with you really quickly a little story about uh some sheep a dream that i had i'm i'm in uh new zealand with my husband we're on this very lush green uh pasture there're sheep grazing a flock of sheep they're so pretty we're noticing the beauty of it all wolves come in fierce and it shocks me like I think these sheep are getting ready to be slaughtered but the sheep rose up against the wolves and slaughtered them 
And it sh that even shocked me more. And I thought, oh my goodness, Lord, what is this? He told me, he said, these are my fierce sheep of the last days who will push back on hell. Listen to this. This is who we are today. We know him and we will not stand by in silence when attacked by hell's minions. We rise up in his name, in his power and authority. We push back and trample down, just like Psalm 44 said. These fierce saints in the last days are covered head to toe with his armor. And they're equipped to take down every enemy that comes against the kingdom of God. You know, Ephesians 6, we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But we have been given battle armor. There's a reason, because we are going into battle. And, and you all know it. You've got great teachers here. Helmet of salvation, bless, breastplate of righteousness, loins girded with truth, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, and sword of the Spirit. Listen, those of us who will come into this place of knowing our identity and fully stepping into the power of what God has given us, we're going to be fierce in battle, and we're going to understand the battle. It's a spiritual battle, but we're going to overcome because the Scripture says in the end that we do, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, loving not our own lives even unto death. These are God's fiercest sheep, and they will stand against all the tactics of the enemy in the last day, and you are called to stand among them, to worship, to pray, and to proclaim His word. So put on your armor, pick up your sword, and take your stand with him. You have the answer. The whole world is dying to hear, literally dying and going hell to hell because nobody told them about Jesus. Everybody's afraid. Nobody can say Jesus anymore. There's a bunch of people who think there's no hell. There's all this universalism, humanism, secularism, all mixed up into the gospel message and the word of God. You can't even tell one translation from, from some new age document. Come on now. Come on. It's time to get back in the fight. It's time to rise up and be who we were created to be. You have the answer. The world is dying to hear. So pay attention to who is around you and pay attention to your words and actions and pay attention to the Holy Spirit. This is a message of love. Not man's love, not licentious love, not anemic love that remains silent in the face of lies but a love that speaks the truth at all times. A love that says God loved you so much he sent his son. Why? Because none of us are perfect. None of us, not one of us is perfect. We need the atonement of Jesus' blood and repentance to live the life of peace that Jesus left for us to live. A peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Mounts up garrison around you even. That's not the world's peace. People who say they love the Lord and, and demand iniquity in their life, they don't know the peace of God. Let me tell you something. Every night, the Holy Spirit, is, who's leading and guiding them into truth, is convicting their heart. That ought to devastate you. They need the truth. They need the love, the real love of God. Listen, it's time to go. It's time to get up and go do what we're called to do, and that is to bring salvation to the lost. 
truth to those who are caught in deception and lies. That it's time for us to become soldiers of light, soldiers of love, soldiers of Christ. If you don't know where you're supposed to go, just say, yes, Lord, tonight. I'm will- Here I am, Lord. Send me. Some great sacrificial prayers. That was Isaiah's. Here I am, Lord, send me. He didn't know where he was going. He was just yielding in the midst of God's glory. Says Also, Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. And then Mary, beautiful Mary, be it unto me according to your word. Listen, as you go, miracles will unfold because you're going in the name of the Lord. And he's preceded you. Remember, he's numbered your days. I want you to close your eyes and listen to this really quick. It all began thousands of years ago when you were thought of and planned by the greatest planner of all time and eternity. In that moment, you were handpicked by God for his purpose, blessing, goodness, and glory. You didn't realize it initially, but once you met Christ and surrendered your life to him, you found freedom and liberty as you grew in your knowledge of truth. Step by step, day by day, Month by month, year by year, Holy Spirit equipped you and gave you revelation of your God-given talent and opportunities to share the good news of Jesus Christ with family and friends. The more you've come to know who you are in Him, you realize and accept the unique beauty given to you by the Father. His captivating love beckoned you come closer, allowing Holy Spirit to make you more and more Christ-like. You recognized God's presence and power. His word and promises became a reality in your life. You step into your authority in him and become fierce in battle. There's not a challenge you don't overcome, an adversary you cannot defeat, a room you do not fill with the beauty of his holiness flowing from you. While others ask questions and seek and search for wisdom, you step in to speak. All eyes, every mind, all eyes turn, every mind asks the question, who is this person? They recognize God is with you. They come, they ask, they seek, they inquire, they want to know. They have to have the peace in you, the grace you dispense, the love that flows so easily, the graciousness and thankfulness you extend in every circumstance. They are hungry, they are thirsty, and they are empty. But you are filled and ready. You've become chosen by God, equipped by heaven, clothed with light, life, and Christ. You are the embodiment and demonstration of all that is good and blessed in Him. The whole of creation has been waiting for your appearance. Isaiah saw a vision of you. He proclaimed the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ, and the latter-day events. He spoke of the glory of God filling the earth and resting upon his people. Even in gross darkness, unbelievers will recognize you and come to the light of his glory that shines so brightly through you. You are amazing. You are powerful. You are not just living out your days. You are making history every day as you live your divine purpose in Christ. You are not here by accident. Let's settle just a few things tonight. You're beautiful, handsome, and amazing. 
one of a kind, unique, not another like you. There's a group of people in your field who are appointed fruit on your tree. God gave them to you, yes, you, and not to anybody else. He gave them to you to steward each one for his glory. You are a people magnet, honey in a bottle, attracting every person around you. The good, the bad, the ugly, the broken, the abused, the wounded, the angry, the somber, the depressed, the oppressed, the burned out, burned up, thrown out, and stomped on. All of them, they come to you for Christ. So what are we waiting on? Permission? We need no one's permission to be everything God created us to be in Christ. We need only opportunity and open doors both of which God has given you already. Remember, he numbered your dates, wrote them in his book, before the foundations of the earth. You are all qualified, you're all powerful, you're all fierce in him. It's time to own it, to own who you are. Why? Because we live in the year 5777, the year of the sword, the year of the clashing sword. It's time for us to rise up and be who we're created to be because in the days ahead, the greatest battle will be over your identity and many will not overcome in that battle because they do not know. Tonight, I want you to know. Hey, this is Charlene and Kelly. I hope you enjoyed that message. It was a message that I was preparing for to preach actually at Faith Alive Church down in New Braunfels, Texas with pastors Gerard and Rolanda Montenegro, a fantastic body of Christ people you want to connect with if you are in that area. I also want to share with you that this message came from my most recent book entitled You Are Not Here by Accident, a read that every man, woman, and child should really take into their heart. It's a love letter from God. I'd like for you to have your copy of this as well. Just reach out to me at charlana at charlanakelly.org or visit me on Facebook at Charlana Kelly and look for the link in my shop. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and pray with you about whatever needs you have. Until then, I ask God to fill you to the full with all of his plans for your life, you and your family. God bless you and Godspeed.